My name is Arya Citrin, and we are learning page Pei Gimel of Akutitar by Midbar. We're actually starting with the end of Pei Beis Amodalid, which is Ois Gimel of the beer on Vaidabar Moshe al Rosh Hamadois. And we were talking about the fact that the neshama of man was created last because in the source, uh, excuse me, the body of man was created last because the nisha, the animals and other physical items in this world have a higher source. And we said that even, even the neshama compared to the those things, those other things have a higher source even than the neshama. Based on this, the continues, we will understand the passage that says, Come, eat bread with my bread. And this is referring to the Torah. The Torah is called Hashem's bread. What does that mean? The passage says, That on what comes out of the mouth of Hashem, the man will live. And the man is with a hey hayadia, meaning to say the man. This is referring to Adam de la the supernal man, which is Malchus of Atzilus. That level of Hashem is called man, like we see in Kabbalah. This is also the level of Memalikal Amen, the way Hashem's energy comes into this world in a way of Ischalkus, in a distinguished manner, meaning to say in a, a differentiated manner, I should say. For example, we say, Ene Hashem, Allahum that are called the eyes of Hashem, Tiana Aznecha Kashuhes, your ears should listen, aspects of Hashem that are compared to ears. So, what does it mean that Yichya Ha'adam, that Hashem, the level of Hashem and Malchus called Adam, lives on the Moitza Pi Hashem and what comes out of the mouth of Hashem? So, the word Moitza has two meanings. One is the simple meaning, what has already come out of the mouth of Hashem, in the 10 utterances with which the world was created, which correspond to the 10 spheres of Atzilus, which are in Malchus and is associated with the Shem Ban, the 52-letter name of Hashem. And that interpretation refers to mankind in a simple sense. Mankind lives not from the bread alone, but from the 10 utterances of Hashem that are infused in the physicality that we eat. However, there's a second shot in Moitza. Moitza can mean the source of, not what comes out of, but the source of. Like Moitza Mai means the source of water. Meaning to say, the source of the ten spheres of Ban is from Shem Sag, the 63-letter name of Hashem, and that is the same as the world of Tayu, which in Kabbalah is called the world of Nikudim. And this comes from the pair of Ak, the mouth of Adam Kadmon. The way it works Kabbalistically, the Alter Rebbe says, is that the eyes of Ak, their gaze causes the Kalim for the Oiris that come from the mouth of Ak. So this is what creates the world of Nekudim. In any case, the Adam de Leila, which we said is Malchus of Atzilus, lives from, meaning to say it gets highest, it gets energy, extra, hashpa, from the moitzah from the source of the ten spheres. And going into this a little bit more, he explains, Ak, the level we call Adam Kadman, is called the general world of Bria. We know there's Atzilus, Biritzir, Asiya. But in a more general sense, we have other levels that correspond to all of these four realms. 
Odom Kadman corresponds to the world of Bria in a more general sense. Oilam HaToyu, which is beneath Odom Kadman, corresponds to the general world of Yitzira. That's where there's a revelation of what is hidden in Adam Kadman, in Ak. These come to Yitzira through the Havolim of the Oizem, the Choytem, and the Peh. This is a Kabbalistic concept, but they come somehow through the ears and the nose and the mouth of Adam Kadman. That's how they come into the realm of Nikudim. Now, Atsilos is called the world of Tikkun. And in the more general sense, it's the level of Asiya, of all the worlds. Because in that world, the Oiris and the Kalim are measured, they're balanced. And its root is in a ray that comes from the Metzach of Ak, the forehead of Ak. In any case, for the world of Atsilos to get extra hashpa, that happens through the Torah. And that's why it's called Yichyeh Adam, that the man lives, the level of Malchus of Atsilos gets extra chayas through this concept of Moitzapi Hashem, the source of the ten spheres, which in the, in the realm of Nikudim, the 63 name of Hashem, that gives extra life to the realm of Atzilus. And this is accomplished through the Torah and the mitzvahs, which is called Hashem's bread, because all of the Torah and mitzvahs are associated with us with elevating the level of Neuga, Klipas Neuga, which the source of which is in Olam And therefore, by doing the Torah and the mitzvahs, we bring the Rotten Alien, the supernal will of Hashem, which is associated with Keser Elyon, the crown, which is included within it also the Keser of Tohu. And all of this comes into Malchus of Atzilus. So that's why it's Yichya HaAdam, there's extra chayas given to that level that is called man. Al-Tabra says in the parentheses, this relates to the medrash of Shoik of Amude Sheish. The Shoik is the thighs, that's like the pillars of the world, what supports the world. What supports the world is the Torah and the mitzvahs. And these are sheish. They are fulfilled with the parts of the world that were created in the six days before man. Man was created last within the six days. And what supports the world is the Torah and the mitzvahs that are created in the six days before mankind was created. And this is the concept of Yichya Adam Malchus Vatzilus lives. Within Malchus Vatzilus, normally the, the revelation, the Or, is Mugbul Bekelem. It's limited according to the level of the Kalem of Vatzilus. But in order to get an extra revelation, it has to be from a higher level. This also brings about a Tesefes Oris in Gan Eden, extra revelations in Gan Eden. Like it says, Schar Mitzvah Mitzvah, the Schar of the Mitzvah is the Mitzvah itself, the divine revelation that comes from that Mitzvah. Gan Eden is in the world of Bria, the regular world of Bria, that's lower than the world of Atzilus. That's where the Tzaddikim get the pleasure from the ray of the Shekhinah. And the true pleasure is not from the regular Oris that are hidden within the Kalim, but rather from the Oris that break through the Kalim and are more revealed. In Atzilus, the Oris are 
melubash in the kalim. They're enclosed in the kalim. The kalim cover on them. Not so what comes through the kalim into Gan Eden. Sorry, and therefore what comes into the kalim of Gan Eden is usually a ha'aramitsumsemas, is usually a very limited ray. However, by adding the oiras into the kalim of Atilus of Toyu, those oiras are so intense that they break through the kalim, and therefore they come into Gan Eden in a way of Toysephus or extra revelation. This is what we mean when we say the bracha before the mitzvah, that Hashem sanctifies us with his mitzvahs when he commands us, meaning to say that we bring extra sanctity into ourselves. It's not just into the world of Atzilus and Ganeiden, but it's also into the man down here. He gets a Ratzon HaElyon, which is associated with Bechoma Oidecha. The love of Bechol Navshacha is associated with Mamalek Olalmin, the level of Hashem that fills the world. Is associated with Soivukalam, where he has an, a love that is beyond a keli. It's beyond being contained. Rather, he has a love that's kalashairi levavi. He yearns to depart from his keli because he has drawn into himself the Ratzon Elyon, the supernal will that's beyond Atsilus through Torah and Mitzvahs. And that's why he gets this Ratzon in, in himself. And he also is lach mubalachmi. He is getting spiritual nourishment that is compared to bread through Torah. This relates to the pasuk also referring to the rotten elyon coming into a person. The matos are the shvatim. The shvatim had four different flags. Yehuda was one of them. He represents the malachim that are on the right side, that had the face of a lion, the right side of the divine chariot, the Merkava, the Yechazkel saw. And these 12 shvatim, there were three, by the way, in each one of the four flags, for a total of 12. These are associated with the realm of Tikkun. As the Pasuk says, and that has to do with the flag that they relate these shvatim relate to the world of Alekeinu, which is already associated with Tikkun. These are also associated with the Midos that come from Bina and Das. The Yud Beis Gule Alachs in the 12 um, lines that connect these spheres that are below Chachma, Bina, and Das. So Bina and Das are the source of these 12 lines. The 12 Shvatim, as we know them, are normally associated with the world of Bria, which is why they're associated with the different angels, like we said. But their source is in the 12 lines, diagonal lines of Atsilos that connect the lower spheres. So this is all the Matos. The Roshea Matos is the Ratzon that's beyond Bina and Das. Bina and Das are compared to the head compared to the brain, excuse me, and the rotsen that's beyond Binadas is compared to the actual skull, which is the actual head. How do the matos get the rasheya matos? How do they get this level of rotsen elyon? It comes through Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is das elyon. He represents Yesoid Abba, which is an aspect of Chachma. It's through Chachma that we get the Ruusa de Liba. Why is that? Because Kabbalistically, there's a connection between Chachma and Ratzon. It says Abba, which is Chachma, 
Yoinik Mimazal Hashmini, it gets nourished from the eighth of the 13 Midas uh, And that's the one that we call the Neutzer. And the letters of Neutzer is the same as Ratzon in Ha'elyon. This is the Ratzon Ha'elyon that is before Atzilus. And because Chochmah nourishes from there, that's why Bechachma Yivne Bayis, the whole house, which is Atzilus, so to speak, is created through Chachma because of its connection to the Ratzon Elyon. I'll tell you before I tell it in parentheses that the letters for Neutzer is the same as Tsinor and Ratzon as well. Tsinor is a pipe. So it's like the, the connection, the bringing down of the Ratzon. And the Rebbe points out in the back that Rotzen is the same gematria as Moshe 345. It's actually plus one in Makoilo. So Moshe 345 plus one for the name is 346. Another pshat in Vaidabar Moshe Roshi Amatis is. Alter is going to give another four interpretations for the Matois here. First was the Shvatim. The second one is as follows it says in the Medrash Rama, Concerning Kol Eila Shivte Yisrael, these are the Shvatim of Yisrael. It compares these to the Nesim of Yishmael. There were 12 Nesim. However, those are like a cloud. The word Nasi can also mean clouds. So they were, they, they went, they passed quickly. But Elumatos, these Shvatim, the Jewish Shvatim, are Chazokim, they're strong, like a Mata, like a staff. Like it says, Shvois Matos Emasela Hashem says, he swears about the Shvatim forever. Similarly, it says in Shir Hashir, Mitasah is referring to this concept of Shvois Matis, the Shvois, the, the Matis that Hashem swore about. What does it mean that they are Chizek, that they are strong? Similar to the concept of Esam, which is also strong. Similar to the concept of the bones that are coming from the brain, which represents das, strength. And this is like it says that Hashem swore to the Shvatim, just like he swore to the Ovis. Hashem swore to the Ovis that their children will last forever, that they'll inherit Eretz Yisrael. That those same Shvuas, which represents strength, Shvuas Matis, like we said before, that came to the Shvatim as well. Like it says, Hashem Nishbata Lavaisenu Mimei Kedem. This Shvua came to the Shvatim as well. And this is the meaning of Edaber Moshe Roshi Amatois. Moshe is the one who brings this strength of the Shvua of Hashem Nishbata Lavaisenu Mimei Kedem into the Matois, into the Shvatim which gives them the strength, which is why it says about them, Shuis Matos Umer Sela. Sela indicates something eternal that does not stop. Okay, another Pshat Alter Rebbe says number two, is Matos is referring to Eitz Chaim, the tree of life, a Mata is a staff. And it's referring to the fact that the Shvotim are receiving from the Eitz Chaim, which relates to the stick that Yaakov Avinu peeled when he was um, mating the sheep. Another pshat of Mate is Meloshen Memshola Visrora. 
Mate is like a scepter, which indicates leadership, like Mate Uzcha, Yishlach Hashem, his glorious staff. And this is the concept of Kisarisa Imelekim. And Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who gives the Shvatim this Koyach to have Memshala and Shrara. Okay, so these were three interpretations, excuse me. Besides the Mata, which means Shvatim, another three interpretations. That it also means the strength, it also means the sticks, it also means rulership. All of these come through Moshe. And as a result of this, we have Zehadavar, this is the matter. What does it mean? Like it says, These words that I'm commanding to you should be on your heart and you should speak, speak in them. Meaning to say the same thing that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke about 3,000 years ago. You yourself should speak in them. And this is accomplished when we have the Ru'usa the awakening of the heart, which connects us to a level that is beyond time and beyond space. And therefore, even though we're here, wherever we are, distant in time and space from the time of the giving of the Torah, we can still have those words in our mouth at that time because we're connected to Hashem in a way that's beyond time and space. Not so the other Nevi'im, their Nevu'ah came in a way of Koi, which is only Kidmuseinu, similar to the revelation that came from above. This is the actual, very same revelation through Moshe Rabbeinu inspiring us in the way of Rusa Deliba, we can reach this level of Zehadavar to actually speak the words of Hashem, so to speak. The apostle continues, neder, when a person will make a neder, an oath, and we know that this pasuk means that a person has to make an oath using something that can be made an oath with. So you can make an you can make an oath to make a carbon, and then to make a, a regular oath, you have to use the concept of the carbon, saying that this other item should be similar to a carbon. When you make a carbon, you sanctify it with your mouth, and then you bring the carbon, and it actually elevates you, like it says tamim yilerotzin. It should be complete, and it should give you rotzin. They are for Ratzin. So you sanctify them, but then they give you something back, which is Ratzin, a, a desire to serve Hashem. Now, why is it that we have to sanctify the carbon with our mouth first? Why can't we just bring it as a carbon? We know that the carbonists are made of animals, and they have a very high spiritual source. They are from the Moitza Hashem that we spoke about earlier, from the world of Tayu, the source of the mouth of Hashem. However, because they're down here in this physical world, they came to this world through a matter called Shvira Sakelem. So right here, they are not Kedusha. They are, in fact, in the realm of Klipasnag, an unholy state. And therefore, we, we, who have a more revealed kind of holiness in our Nefesh Alekis, which is associated with a 45-letter name of Hashem, we are able to purify it and sanctify it. And this happens through our mouths. By saying that it's a korban, we bring the or makif into it. From the speech of man can be created an or makif. In the parentheses, it says that this is the concept of a awesome, 
I've put my words in your mouth and I've covered you, protected you with the, with the tzel, with the shade of my hand. Shade is a level of makif. So that's why when we speak, we give power to the animal to lift it up from the level of noiga, which is klipa, and bring it up to its source from the world of toihu, the source of the speech of the ten utterances. The concept that a man can create a level of makif is similar to what it says in the Eitz Chaim, that from the kav and the chot that comes after the tzimtzum is where the igulim come from. So Kabbalistically, Hashem made a tzimtzum, a contraction of his revelation to create the world. Then a kav, a little thread of light came in. And then there were other worlds that were that got their energy from that kav, and those worlds became igulim, which are worlds of makif. So even though the kav is a pnimi, it's a more internal kind of revelation, nevertheless, a, a more general revelation, a revelation of makif, came through that kav. This is a similar concept that even though the man represents pnimius, nevertheless, he is also able to create a level of makif. And that is through his mouth, as we said. Nevertheless, this only creates the um, Kedusha of the carbon in a makif way. But in order for the carbon to actually achieve Kedusha in Panemius, and therefore lift up the person, oh, excuse me, we can create, we can create the Kedusha of the carbon in a makif way. But the actual Panemius aspect of the carbon being lifted up is something that's beyond us because the carbon has a higher spiritual source than us. And that is something that Hashem accomplishes, so to speak, when the carbon is actually brought on the Mizbeach. This is similar to the idea of Sphere Sa'imah, that when we count the and we say the Baruch we bring about an Ormakif. But the Orpanimi is something that's beyond us. That's something Hashem has to do. And at the time of the Bishamikdash, it happened through the carbon Sa'irim. So, this is the concept of a neder. Again, we're explaining the concept of yidur neder. So, the carbon is a similar concept to a neder. A neder is a siagle precious. It helps us separate ourselves from things that are not proper. A person feels that this particular food, for example, he cannot lift it up to its source, because he himself feels too connected to Gashmias, that's why he separates from it. Now, by making a neder, he points out how this thing is in fact holier than him in its root and source, and that's why he doesn't want to ruin that by eating it. So how does he do that? He makes a neder, and he applies the kedusha that's in a carbon to it, thus bringing about a revelation of Ormakif from its high spiritual source, which is Moitzepi Hashem. That's why it says in Chazal, whoever vows is as if he's vowing with the life of the king, because all of the makifim come from Bina, which is called the life of the king. He's bringing about that revelation into whatever item he is sanctifying. And this is why we say Precious brings to Kedusha, because by separating ourselves from something, we are pointing out and bringing to light the Kedusha that is within that thing, because the reason we're separating from it is because we're recognizing its latent and hidden Kedusha. 
That's why Chazal say you have to make a nether, bedover, a nether, using something that can be vowed about. Just like a carbon is elevated through our statement of our mouth, that the person sanctifies it, this draws on it an or makif, and that's the concept of, of kadosh, kiddushin. Same concept of kiddushin when we get married, that we're bringing in an or makif. After that, we can have the or pnimi, which is the concept of the yichud and the unification of the chasan and the kala. But it starts with the kiddushin, which is an or makif. Kiddusha is to bring down a level that's beyond your regular level that you're operating on. Same thing when we bring a korban, we bring an or makif into it. Then when we actually sacrifice it, then it becomes a korban fashion. Then the kedusha is drawn into it in a panemiistic way. And then it's able to elevate us through the fact that we're bringing it, sacrificing it, perhaps even eating it. That elevates us in a very meaningful way. Same thing when we make a korban, when we make a nadir, excuse me, through the speech, we bring the kedusha into that item that we're making a nadir about. And that lifts up that item. And this is the whole concept of making a net of the Shem Shemayin, which helps a person reach the level of precious. Nevertheless, the Alter Rebbe finishes the Mimer. We have to say Bli Neder nowadays. And the Alter Rebbe explains elsewhere, the concept is that we no longer have the same power with our mouths to accomplish the same bringing down of the Ormakif that they used to have in the olden days. Now we start the next mimer, when a woman will make a vow to Hashem, and it finishes off when she is a young woman in her father's house. So we're going to explain what is the level of a woman in terms of serving Hashem, what it means to be in her father's house, what it means when she's young, and how this all ties in to the concept of a neder. So the Isha is Knesset Yisrael, the Jewish people. The source of the Neshama Sisra. Knesset Yisrael is a spiritual level that is the source of the Neshama Sisra. And that's why when we lane this Pasuk, the trap, the tune for it, is a Zakif Gadol. So the word Isha is saying with a Zakif Gadol. And Zakif means to lift up. Gadol means to lift up in a major way. That's because this word, Isha, is referring to the Jewish people. The Jewish people, their source is a majorly high source. Like it says, Yisrael, we came up in Hashem's thought. Hashem it's the, the source of the Eretz, which is Malchus, which is Knesset Yisrael, is Bechachma, is in Hashem's Chachma. That's the source of the Jewish people, which is a high level. That's why it's called Zakev Kadar. In the parentheses, he explains that Zakev Kadar is referring to Tshuva Ilah. And Zakev Katoin is referring to Tshuva Tato. Continuing in the Mimer, that's why Knesset Yisrael are called Isha, a woman. Like it says, Ishi. On that day, Hashem says, We will call Hashem our man. So we are called the woman, we receive from Hashem, and in the time to come we will recognize that and we will call Hashem our man. Why is it, Dr. asks, that this is only true about the future time? Why not today? So, Dr. says, we know that there are three geulois. The first geula, 
which is the time of the first base of Megdash, is the level of Chesed in the merit of Avram. That base of Megdash stood in the merit of Avram. The second Geula, which is the second base of Megdash, that stood in the merit of Yitzchak. That's why it was not a Geula Shlema. We know the second base of Megdash was missing certain things. We also know it had certain advantages over the first base of Megdash because Gvur has certain advantages over Chesed. Whereas the Geula Shlishis, the third Geula, will be in the Schos of Yaakov Avinu. This is what it says in the Gemara of Halcha, Amim Rabim, the many nations will go and they will say, let's go up to base Elekei Yaakov, the house of Elekei Yaakov. The Gemara says that they call the Beis Amigdash not what Avram called it, which is a mountain, the Harashem Yiroa, not what Yitzchak called it, which is a field, like it says, some say that was a front to Har Maria, but rather Yaakov. It's called the name that Yaakov called it, like he called it Bias. In the story with the dream, he said this will be a base Hashem. So we see that Yaakov who is the Bechir Shaba Avais, he is the choicest one of the, elder, uh, of the forefathers. He had only righteous children. And that is the level that is associated with the third base of English, which, which lasts forever. This is also the level of Emes, like it says, Titin Emes Yaakov, give truth to Yaakov. And the Torah is also called Torah's Emes, like it says, Torah's Emes, how feel? Hashem is close to those that call him in truth, and Emes is called Torah. Like Chazal say, and this is how we see that the third base Amigdash is associated with Yaakov, and with Torah, and with Emes, is because it says that the Goliath will only be gathered in in the merit of Mishnayas. Like it says, Gamki Yitnu also, when you'll be placed in the Goyim, I will gather you in. And it can be read as Gamki Yasnu. Even when you will learn, like the word Tana, in the Goyim, I will gather you in. So the, the redemption is associated with Torah. And that we know the third base of Mikdash is associated with Yaakov. So we see that connection of Torah and Yaakov and the third base of Mikdash. Why is it that the Midah of Yaakov is called Emes? Certainly Ava and Yira, which are the Midas of Avram and Yitzchak, they also must be true. Can't say they're not true. Also, what is the Midah of Yaakov in man? So in the parentheses, he says that the meaning of Emes does not mean the opposite of Sheker, the opposite of a lie. Rather, it says, like the source of water that does not uh, that it doesn't disappoint with its water. Meaning to say that these rivers are not called Nahoris Hamechazvin. Nahoris, that literally means rivers that are lying. But it doesn't mean that the rivers lie, a river can't lie. It rather means that they're not reliable that they stop from time to time. Similar to what the Isha Shunamis said to Elisha when her son died, when he promised her a son, excuse me, she said, do not be disingenuous 
with your maidservant. What she meant is I don't want a child who's going to die. She didn't want a male child that would have a citra danukla and a shama from the side of the feminine, which would not be lasting. In general, zohar, Lashon zohar, is associated with something that's more lasting. The kevas with something that's less lasting. Because by way of example, a woman in her life has more troubles. She gives birth naturally. So it's a natural thing for her to have their ups and downs. Whereas a man can theoretically be healthy his whole life. He doesn't have to experience that those ups and downs necessarily. So she wanted a son that would not have a sitra and a shama from the sitra of Nukla. That's what she meant when she said, Of course, he ended up dying anyway. Elisha had to bring him back to life. But that's what she was asking for in the first place. And that's why these waters, these rivers, are not kosher for the mechatas, for the water of the paraduma, which has to be mayim chayim. It has to be similar to the eitz chayim, which is the source of the Torah, and that's a place that has no changes. Associated with level of Ani Hashem, Hashem have not changed. And that's the real concept of MS, which is something that does not change because it comes from Hashem, which does not change. That's why the rule of Mitzrayim is considered a Geula from which we said Shira in the feminine because there were other Goliaths after that. Whereas the future redemption is going to be a shir in Lashon Zohar, like it says, shir la Hashem shir chadosh, because the future redemption is not going to have any other exile after it. Like we said, the masculine is associated with something that's longer lasting. So this is why Yaakov is considered MS. Like we said, his geula, the geula associated with him is everlasting. There's a matter that relates to this, when it says, Hashem took the talk of the Avais and made it the key for the redemption of their descendants. Yaakov said, Hashem should be for me, Elikim. Hashem says, I promise, all of the toivos and the brachos and the nechamos, the goodness, the blessings, and the comfort that I'm going to give to your children, I'm going to use this same language of the Hoya. Like it says, mm-hmm. on that day, the living waters will come out from Yishalayim. On that day, Hashem will blow with the great shofar. So these blessings came as a result of Yaakov, who said, Hashem li which represents a level of revelation of the essence of Hashem that's beyond our life. And that's why it can make Havaya into Elikim. This is the same level that's going to be revealed in the future time through Yaakov. This is connected to what it says. I believe it's in the Zoyar about Mashiach. Yorim Venisa Yorim is referring to Sitra, the side of Avram. And Nisa must be Yitzchak. And Ma'oid is Yaakov. So we know that there are three kavin, there are three paths in serving Hashem. We say it in Pirkei Yavis. Torah, Avloida, and Gemilas Hasar. Yaakov represents Torah. Like it says, Vayakam Edus Biyakov. Of course, Avram represents um, Gemilas Hasarim, and Yitzchak represents Avloida. So now he explains why Yaakov represents Torah. 
the levels of Ava and Yira, which are associated with Avraham, have a certain sense of ego. A person has a feeling of love. It's yesh mishaya. So it's an individual that loves or an individual that fears. But learning Torah has to be with complete bittle, complete humility, not having any place whatsoever for himself. And that's the main revelation of Emes, the revelation of Hashem in front of whom there is nothing whatsoever. The way that a person can achieve this level of Torah, the light of Torah, is through the level of Yaakov. Yaakov represents humility. Like it says, Altiri Telas, Yaakov. Yaakov is associated with the level of Telas, like a worm. And that's why it represents, or he represents the level of learning Torah, Tiferes, which is a blend of Chesed and Gvura. And because this is the level that brings the Atmos or Ein the infinite light of Hashem, into the world, that's why the revelation that happens through this level is an everlasting one with a third base amygdash that will last forever. May it come speedily in our days. So that's the end of the first ois of the Maimar Isha Kisidar Nedar. And we'll stop here as far as page, page Gimel of the Kutatara is concerned.